This podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. What's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is Viewers Anonymous. What's going on with you, bro? I uh, can't call it, man. Just uh <clears throat> you know what I'm saying, pushing out this content, man. We had a we had a busy weekend, man. Uh yeah. you know, last couple of days, man. Been doing a lot of podding. But uh how about yourself, man? Man, you know what I'm saying? Back at the uh baseball fields, man, hobbling around like an old little old man, so you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Both my sons got a game today, so I'm kind of back and forth trying to see what the other team doing. I, I'm at one, my wife at the other, so. Look at y'all, boy. Look at that parenting, boy. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> one of them Robinsons, boy. Yeah, Can't mess man. with them, boy. Trying, trying to do the right thing, man. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. For sure. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. You know what I'm saying? Back, uh, I said, got you uh, back out the lab again, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. But we still, but we still pushing out this content though. You know For what I'm sure. saying? People, people, people ain't even gonna know the difference. <laughs> they might. <laughs> <laughs> we we live, on, we live on location, so you know what I'm saying. We doing what we do. Yes, sir, man. Ain't nothing wrong with it, man. But uh, but yeah, man. We uh, we got we got one for y'all today, man. Like this mm-hmm. was, like this was uh. I remember the first time I seen this movie. You know what I'm saying? This is this is like fresh out of high school. You know what I'm saying? I graduated in 2004. And I seen this man. And I'm like, yo, like, all right, all right. So we're doing the 2004 film, you know what I'm saying? The Day After Tomorrow. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Um, and Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Emmy Rossum, like, you know what I'm saying? My girl Fiona Gallagher. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, you know what I'm saying? real quick before we get into it, bro. I just found out that the girl who played, uh, what's her name in X Men? Kitty. Kitty. In X Men? Yeah. Was she in X Men? I think she was in X Men. No. She was, I don't know if she was in X-Men. Um, I don't remember if she... I want to say she was, but I know for a fact she was in... Um, she was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's protege in uh, Inception. Oh! Well, her name is Elliot Page. Yeah, now. I just found that out. That's crazy. Yeah, I thought we talked about that. I remember... Nah. I remember... Um, well, I was about to say it. I'm it sorry. It, it slipped past me. Because I I was about to slip up and say she again, but um, because I was actually you know it's funny you bring that up because but this ain't the same girl, but yeah, but it's funny you bring that up because literally this weekend I was just talking to my old lady and and I don't remember how they got brought up, but I said yeah I was like they play in um in the Umbrella Academy and. Mm-hmm. They transition themselves into a man, and they go by the name Elliot Page now. Right. And I said the crazy thing is the people that do Umbrella Academy said that they're not going to recast them. And I'm like, well, how are they going to do? Oh, I know. She showed me a picture. 
She, yeah. uh, she she got her breast taken off. Yeah, I know. I just seen the picture where um I seen it on Instagram. Motherfucker buff, man. Yeah, that too. He and I was like, and I was like, yo, how how they still gonna play the person in Umbrella Academy, man? I said that's not gonna hey, work man. out too well. I'm jealous. Man, but you know what though? The it's funny you said it. But at the same time, she was like, she think that they trying to do the PC thing and mm-hmm. not like fire them from the show. But it's like at the oh, same okay. time, it's like you they play a girl on the show. Like and I don't you see gotta, it. You gotta write that in to where now she's a he. I mean, I guess, man. I guess. I mean, but, it ain't uh, hard to do. Nah. Nah, mm-hmm. but I mean, but that that was a prominent character in the Umbrella Academy, though. So it, it, I mean, it'd just that's be... true. Maybe maybe that could be like part of the power. It changes changes into a dude. But that's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, that's a great you gotta idea. Be able to, you don't want to ruin your show, man. But yeah, you know how true. 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 Yeah, but uh, I see where you got that from because uh, old girl name is Emmy. So yeah. You know what I'm saying Emmy, Ella, uh, yep. Elliot. So it's all ease. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying this was before she was uh before she was uh, Fiona Gallagher, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. I, this this is one of my favorite disaster movies, man. I remember telling you before, and <laughs> you you gave me the all time response to. I told you before. I said <clears throat> this movie and Twister. It's one of my favorite like disaster movies, right? Even though mm-hmm. Twister wasn't really a disaster movie, it was just, you know, out in the Midwest. That's just like the type of weather that they get. But they were um, storm chasers in Twister, though. Yeah. yeah, and I remember I told you I said I wanted to be. A, I said if I was uh, rich and yeah, didn't have no kids, I wanted to be shit. a storm chaser. There ain't yeah. no crazy shit. Dude, I would love and to do that, dude. You crazy, you out here chasing tornadoes, brother? Why would you want to do something like that? Hey, uh, hey! I just, I just find a thrill in it, man. Like I've always wanted to, like, even though I've been in semi-involved in a tornado, um, mm-hmm. like two years ago, we had a bad tornado come through on my route. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't get to see. All I got to see was like the whole, like everything just turned great, and it just sounded <laughs> like a train, dude. It was crazy, <laughs> man. It was so crazy, and I just, I was lucky, <laughs> I was lucky enough to do a stop. Yeah, it was like my phone started going off, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, we get turned out on ones all the time. Ain't no tornado gonna come." And then, like, so I made my delivery, and then I'm coming out, and then the people power was off. Oh, so shit. I was like, "Oh man, I power out." They're like, "Yeah," and then I go to walk out the door, and like it's just all gray, and like you can't see nothing, and it just sounds like a train. And it mm-hmm. lasted for like 10, 15 seconds. And dude, it damaged so much stuff, man. Within 10, 15 seconds, man, it was it was insane. But um, but yeah, I've always wanted to see, man. Oh, this is another thing. All right, see, I be embarrassing myself too much on this podcast. So <laughs> I had a dream one time, dude. I was young, man. I was like, I was like, I don't know, 10, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I had a dream. I was at my mom's house, and there was a tornado outside. I think I must have had just seen Twister. I don't know what happened. But I can remember, like, vividly, dude, like, vividly. I still can, like, see it to this day. Yeah. When, like, there was a tornado, 
And it like I my dumb ass instead of going into the bathroom like to tell you to, I went into the closet. And so I go <laughs> into the closet and the and the whole roof went out the house and I can just remember like visualizing this tornado like dude, it was like right in front of me. I could feel the wind and everything and I could just see it vividly, man. And it's just I think that's what really gave me like this I mean not this passion, I wouldn't call it a passion. Mm-hmm. But like that just gave me this thing of like wanting to see one like in person and like if I would have had the resources and actually was like great in science, then maybe that's something I could have, you know, steered myself to. But I love disaster movies, man. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I want to call it love, but because they say that there is some truth to this stuff, very that there could be. Yeah, it's very interesting because it's like when they tell you that, oh, well, we went through this ice age and, you know, and global warming. And see, that's what makes it scary. Mm-hmm. It's the whole conversation of global warming, right? Because the way the movie started was, you know what I'm saying, Dennis Quaid was down there with his, um, you know, with his two partners. And, like, they are, like, I think that they're, like, taking, like, pieces of ice down in Antarctica and, yes. like, they, like, bring it back to, like, research it and all this little stuff, whatever. And right. so the dude is drilling, and then all of a sudden the whole, uh, like, ice cap thing just broke off in half. And when he had this interview, not interview, but when he was talking to the vice president, <clears throat> he was saying that a whole ice cap broke off at the size of Rhode Island. Like, I wouldn't call that a small thing. And it's like, so it started like that. And it's just like, when you hear things about how, when you see, have you seen, when the last, dude, have you seen those pictures that's going over the internet of those polar bears when they're like losing weight? Because yeah. like, yeah, that's like, crazy. Like, dude, it's, there's actually global warming going on, man. That's what makes it so scary, man, is because it's like, like, there to every movie there's some truth to it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Just like all of these alien movies that come out. It's just like there's some truth to it, man. So like right. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. What you got? Um man, this is for me, um just one of those movies that you know what I'm saying, like I just told you off air, like used to always come on FX. And I was more excited about uh two thousand twelve coming out. When that, you know what I'm saying, when that was coming out, that's the movie that I was going to. So when I finally actually seen The Day After Tomorrow, I was like, oh, this is way better. Because, you know what I'm saying, like, it's it's, it's so much, you know what I'm saying, so many different things that you get to see, you know what I'm saying, like the, the whole freezing and, and the, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the water rising and all that different stuff. Like, it's, it's like your worst fear on, on every little, you know what I'm saying, thing that can happen at the end of the world. And it's like all in this movie. And yeah, I'm they, excited to see it. <clears throat> yeah, they give you everything but a volcano erupted. Like right. everything happened, man. Like when they um one one of the scenes that that I felt was the dopest was when the three helicopters, the three British helicopters, was flying, and they ended up going into the eye of the storm. You remember mm-hmm. I told you? You know I got to say it again, man. The air was coming from the troper spear. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it was coming. <laughs> so it was coming from there, and yeah. like the, the degrees dropped like like ten degrees per second or some shit like that. 
Right. And so the, the helicopters are going, and then it shows you something different for every, for each three of the helicopters. It showed you something different every time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they started with what happened was the the fuel lines froze. And then when that when that one guy on uh, that one professor that was in like Greenland, I can't remember exactly where he was, but he called um what's my man? What's Dennis Quaid name? Jack Hall. He called Jack and was like, he said, What's the degrees that it has to be for a, a fuel line and a helicopter to freeze? He was like negative hundred and twenty degrees. Can you That's imagine? No. Like absolutely not. <laughs> Bro, it's it's hard when it's it's hard when it's literally negative one degree outside. So negative one hundred and twenty, like that's ridiculous. Ain't no and, way anything is surviving. Nah, and and see, and they did a great setup. Like the great setup to that was, um, so <clears throat> what's my man name? So Sam, Laura, mm-hmm. and Brian. Went to like this uh this museum with JD and Brian. Oh, hold on! Before I get into Brian, listen, Brian. Why why did the black community let this go down like this? Did you <laughs> see my man hairline in this movie? Ah oh, man, it's come on man. His hairline was round, my guy. Like it, like it had That's, no lines in it. Hey man, nothing. we didn't we didn't say nothing about Drake having that same hairline on Degrassi, man. Just let it ride, <laughs> bro. Just let it ride. You know what I'm saying? Drake had the same hairline in Degrassi, bro. Yo, but his hairline was so jacked. Wayne up, my guy. Wayne Brady had it for a minute too. Yo, come on, man. You can't let nobody <laughs> round you out like that, man. <laughs> That's that. That's that. That's that hairline. That's the roundabout, man. Hey, man. That's um, the. That's the created player uh, preset two haircut. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So so they at the uh, so they at the museum, and uh, damn what those things called. I can't remember exactly what the animal was, but they said that they when they found it. It froze with food still in his mouth, mm-hmm. indicating that it froze instantly. And so, like then, like they showed you that part, and then they go to the helicopter scene. So they set it up because then they show you when the last helicopter go down, and it shows you my dude take his last breath and just froze like yeah. within seconds. And it's like I can't imagine that man, like. Bro, hundred negative one hundred and twenty, bro. That's like, that's like some Pluto shit. Man, that like, is that's like up. that's literally like you know what I'm saying. Like the sun ain't touching nothing. But you know the thing about it with with it freezing that fast, I, it it can't be painful because oh, yeah, it happens so that. quick. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt you feel anything. Yeah, because it happens so quick, man. It's it's to to see that man like on film like. Like they did a phenomenal job, man. The dude, uh, oh man, I know his name, Emery, uh, Ronald Emery. Like mm-hmm. he make, he's another one of those guys, man. Like he he he's not made some from some really good films, man. Yeah, like he he really has, like you know, what I'm saying he did. He was a writer on Independence Day. Um, he did both of them, man. He did one of the Godzillas, um. 
I mean, he did White House Down, which I like White House Down. White that House Down was, was a great movie. That was a great movie, yeah, man. Great I movie. really, really, yeah, I really liked it, that one. Um, you know what I'm saying? He did 2012. So, mm-hmm. he, you know what I'm saying? He did 10,000 BC. Like, see, he's into this type now, of shit. No, my only beef for 10,000 BC was it was a bootleg version of Apocalypto. Okay. I can I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. That's my only that was my only beef with it. Because if you ever seen Apocalypto, and then you go watch Ten Thousand BC, it's the same movie except Ten Thousand BC is just older. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> but he's he's one of those dudes. Like he he's in that lane. Like he's in that mm-hmm. lane of you know end of the world and you know what I'm saying. Um, because I thought White House Down. Was actually, uh, I mean, the way that they took over the White House, I thought it was a smart way to take it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but to get back to this movie, man, like the premise of it basically, uh, because I didn't really give it a rundown. Like, so Jack, played by Dennis Quaid, is uh, the climat- a climatologist working for the government. And, you know, his son, Sam, which is, you know what I'm saying, pretty much got the same brain that he has. Like, one one of the iconic scenes in that movie is when when uh, Jack called and was like, he got, he saw Sam's report card. Mm-hmm. He was like, he was like, he failed uh, uh, geometry or something. <laughs> and then um, and then she was like, I know, she was like, um, maybe he can explain it to you if you take him to the airport tomorrow. And so she was like, don't be late. So he go, he's late, like always. He go yeah. picks him up. And he's like, he's like, how did you uh, fuck this class? And he was like, I got every answer on the test right. And he said, and um, and he said the teacher said that uh, that he had to be cheating. And yeah. he said because he did the answers in his head. <laughs> and, and, and he said, he said, so how can the teacher be mad at you because you're smarter than he is? He said, that's what I said. And it was so funny because he said, he started grinning. He said, yeah. how did he, he said, how did he take it? He's like, he flunked me, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm gonna call up there and talk to him. But um, but anyway, he's uh, uh Jack is all about, you know, trying to prevent what happened, you know, ten thousand years ago, or whatever. Like he he knows because he 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 put together this model mm-hmm. of saying that this what happens in this movie, these events that happen, he said it's gonna happen to like well. He said it was more like a thousand years from now, something like that, right. or a hundred. It was one of them, and he was like, "If if the government start taking the chances, not the chances, but start taking the not precautions, not, precautions of trying to fix the stuff now, mm-hmm. that our kids and grandkids won't have to deal with this later." But the vice president is bitching about like, you know, we can't put this much money into this, and it's just a theory, no, 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 all the type of shit. So anyway. So all of these events that he thought that wasn't going to happen to a hundred or so many, you know, so many years from now, it actually started happening that week. Yep. So Sam joins this team. I forget what the kind of type of team it is. And they, cause they, they're located in Washington, DC and Sam joins his team with Laura and Brian and they go up to uh, Manhattan to compete in this thing. You know what I'm saying? You know, the type of shit that uh, you used to do. 
and uh, <laughs> the big team. So, so, so they up there, and no, that was what happened. Quiz team. Yeah, it was. It was. I forget what they, what they called yeah. it. Um, but so he is basically trapped in New York, and his dad is like, "Yo, I'm going to go. I'm coming to get you." So really, the whole premise of the movie is all this bad weather is happening. Jack is going to go save his son. His wife is a doctor. She's trying to take care of this one kid. Everybody dipped out on her because the one kid needed a, uh, an ambulance to transport him. But mm-hmm. all the ambulance people now took off. So now she's made the executive decision to risk her own life to stay here with this sick kid that's probably going to die in like two weeks anyway. Right. But um, but yeah, man, that's really the premise of the movie. It's some other shit that happened in between. But uh, but what you got, man? Man, I, I like this movie because man, like this is this is one of those movies where uh, in your head, you know what I'm saying? Like you always like kind of think the worst. Well, if you always kind of think the worst, this is one of those movies that make it ten times, <laughs> ten times worse than what it already is. <laughs> and that's me, one hundred percent, bro. Like, man, the the craziest part for me was um the one scene where they were. Was they in the in the, on the subway or getting off a, a train or so? I think it was like a train or something like that. And the water starts seeping up, and they had to crawl their way or swim their way out of the tunnel or something like that. Uh, I don't remember that. I don't know. They weren't on the subway because he was. They were. I for, I don't know where the, I forgot where they was at, but I know they was like they was getting out of the um. They was getting out of wherever they were. It was underground, but the water was like flooding wherever they were at. And I think he was trying to like call his dad or something to let him know. Oh yeah, about that was it. everything that was going on. Yeah, that was like the mid level of the uh, of the uh, of the uh, library. That was in the library. Yeah, okay, that was at the library. public library. I was laughing because like when I seen that, it reminded me of Titanic. <laughs> when, <laughs> remember. <laughs> Remember toward the end of uh yeah toward the end of Titanic when it was all like when he uh, Jack and Rose was going around trying to figure out how to get out yeah so that's what that's what that scene always remind me of but I man it was it was cool man like the, the graphics in this movie were amazing um you know what I'm saying the the artwork for the cover was amazing too because all you see is like this big patch of ice and then you see like the head of the the Statue of Liberty. And mm-hmm. that kind of throw you off because you like, man, what the fuck kind of movie is this? So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just see everything that ends up culminating and happening. And it's like, oh, shit. And all they had to do was just, you know what I'm saying, listen to what my man Dennis Quaid told him. And we would have never been in this situation. Oh, it wouldn't have been as bad because, like, he tried to tell him, like, you know what I'm saying, to evacuate um, the northern states because mm-hmm. it, it really – it. It affected the northern hemisphere. You know what I'm saying? Like so, if he was maybe they was right when they said the South was gonna rise again. Man, this fucking guy, man. <laughs> Listen <laughs> that shit ain't funny. <laughs> Yo, they uh, had to make to a deal. Hey, they had to make a deal with Mexico and everything, man. Hey, that's crazy. Because the dude, it was so many people at the border, man. Mexico said, "We ain't letting all y'all motherfuckers in." Bro, so they had that happening now, bro. They had never make a deal with Mexico. Man, they said it was some shit like they had to, uh, some kind of debt. They had to 
that basically had to write off some kind of debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how and that's how they formed this treaty was because they was like, man, Lee, y'all owe us this money, but we just gonna say fuck all that, man. <laughs> right. If you just let if you just let the people in, they hey, forget man, all that. That is crazy. Can you imagine all the motherfuckers that like they go from a, a rally talking about like build a wall and turn around and then they trying to get into Mexico? Dude, that that'd be <laughs> yo, that'd be so damn funny. <laughs> And then it's a big ass tidal wave right behind them when <laughs> they try to get in and shit. That shit is crazy. Yo, that tidal wave was so nuts, man. Yeah, but you want to know the all time though, man, because you know I got a I got a thing with tornadoes, man. Mm-hmm. When they was showing Los Angeles, man, all time scene. So my man, so my man working at the weather center, you know what I'm saying? He about to smash old girl, and then they hear something. And so my man look out the look out the door and my and the uh, Mexican dude is buffering the floor. Yeah. And then my man turned the buffer off and he hear the phone ringing. So he gonna answer the phone, and they're like, "Yo, it's a uh, it's uh, they might need to issue a uh, no. The hell, the hell was coming down. Mm-hmm. And see, the shit it, it happened in uh, Tokyo first. Um, man, that hell was the size of a damn not a not a baseball, but a, a, a but a bowling softball. Ball. I'm a but yeah, ball, man, that that shit was nuts, man. Yeah, man. and so it started happening in Los Angeles, and the dude was like, "Man, it's hell." He's like, he said size of golf ball, but that shit was not no size no mm-hmm. golf ball. And so my man calls his boss. He's like, "Yo, like I think we need to issue a tornado warning." And so the dude get up, and then man. All these tur- man, it's like six tornadoes out there, man. Two tornadoes went into one, and all that shit. And the all-time scene is my man. Well, it, it's a lot of stuff that happened because uh, my man that was doing the news, he got smacked by a sign. And oh, then, bro, you man, you talking about the the shit that scared the shit out of me when that shit happened? <laughs> Like, bro, I, you know, like when you go to the movies and like some shit happen, you jump, bro. I jumped on that because that shit was so unexpected. Yo, that is funny. That is so funny. And then, um, the, and then what got me, what made me, because the one thing that made me say, oh, mm-hmm. was when it, I mean, it was that, and it was also. When my man got back in his Porsche and that bus rolled over his car, oh, I was like, oh, and then the phone hung up on him, dude. But then the odd time part though is when my man that was in the uh that was about to get about to get some, he go back to the room where old girl is, and then they just standing there looking out the window, and then that tornado ripped the whole not the whole building, but that whole room that he was in. All he had to do was leave girl in there by herself. He'd have been nah. safe. He would have been straight, man. He was in there with her, and half of that building got taken off. Hey, man, and the I things was... you do to get something, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That thing powerful. I'm you know telling you. And I, it, and it's just like that's that's the wild thing about tornadoes because that shit can really happen. It, it, it just took off just enough to mm-hmm. take that room out mm-hmm. of there, and the dude that was buffering the floors, he good, because he opened up that door, and everything is Oh, uh, man, he was looking at the goddamn ocean almost, boy. He was looking all the way down, like, oh, hell no. That was crazy, yeah. too. But my whole thing is, man, like, to see New York frozen, 
like to see what to see the East Coast frozen the way it was. Like to me, that wasn't as far fetched as like people tried to. Well, I don't think people really try to make it seem like that, but it just for me it wasn't that far fetched to even believe something like that is possible. Because it's like think about when you know what I'm saying, like New York have those snowstorms and you know what I'm saying all those you know what I'm saying weather conditions and it'd be super super cold, like it'd be like negative ten, negative sixteen, like that's the type of shit New York gets. So for me, it was like when I seen that, I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely possible. Yeah, like what and and see this movie, man, it has so much man, this you know what? <clears throat> this movie should have been called Eye Candy, man, I'm telling you. Yeah. Because it's so much eye candy in this, man. Like when, when that tidal wave came up above oh, the uh the it started at the uh Statue of Liberty, dude. Mm-hmm. And then it just went like all through the city and then it just showed you like all of that and like it was just like that was one of those things where you like literally like sitting at the edge of your seat like yo like this is nuts and then to to see that and like you said for it to freeze over but one of the parts that got to be mentioned is so like you mentioned the one part where he went down to call his dad yeah you know what I'm saying so he called his dad and it's like dad what's going on out here and he told him um, like, listen, son, he was like, whatever you do, don't go outside, stay in, wait it out. He was like, you know, <laughs> that the, nigga was the in the goddamn in-building in, in swimming pool. He trying to get out. He talking about stay in. No, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most ironic scene in the movie. Oh, man. So he, <laughs> so he told him, to, you know, to stay in and, um, and he's like, uh, because it's going to get so cold you know what I'm saying? He's like, the only difference is, like, you know, you can freeze to death. So, fast forward. So, all these people in the library, and they start seeing people is walking on top of the uh, the ice at this point, because it froze over. Now, a little bit too fast, I get back to it, because gotta talk about this. So, while they was in there chilling before it froze over, this just big-ass German ship just Shows up outside out of nowhere, mm-hmm. just floats all the way to where they are in float, the library. It was floating through the city, dude. Crazy <laughs> running over cars and buses and everything. Yeah, so man. so go back to that scene. So, the uh, our man, uh, Glenn Plummer, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. OG mm-hmm. Bobby Johnson, OG Bobby you know Johnson. yeah, OG Bobby Johnson. He's uh, he's in the he outside letting his dog take a piss. And then he's like, yo, it's, it's thousands of people just outside walking on top of the ice. So the one cop that was in there, he got the brilliant idea. Well, hey, y'all, let's leave and, you know, start heading south or whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> so, he, so Sam and Laura's talking. Laura's like, yo, Sam, you got to tell them, like, they can't go outside. So he's trying to convince everybody, tell them, like, if you go outside, you're going to freeze to death. And all this type shit, and everybody took the advice of the cop, and they left. And so, mm-hmm. the ironic thing is, you know, probably like thirty more minutes, thirty-five more minutes in the film, when his dad get closer to New York. Well, his dad was pretty much in New York at that point. Yeah. And you start seeing all these dead people on the ground, and then they show that cop mm-hmm. to show you like that was them. And my question to you is, 
that speech that Sam made, would that would have convinced you to stay? I wouldn't have been willing to leave no one. <laughs> there would have been no need to convince me at all. When the scientist man says, don't go nowhere, because if you go outside, you're going to freeze to death. That's all I need to hear. The scientist man is the one I'm following. I'm following the cops. Nigga, you, you're supposed to rescue me in, like, you know what I'm saying, physical threats, stuff like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's when you on duty. You off duty at this point, sir. This is the weather. <laughs> There's nothing that you can do as a police officer against the weather. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not worried about <laughs> him telling me let's go. No, you go ahead. I'll wait with the with the scientist man. Yeah, I would have been like, what? Your daddy worked well. He said yeah. what? All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, All right. Like, no. We good. Like, we good. Like, Anything, I wouldn't need anything with a with a uh, ologist or ist or uh, <laughs> anything like that on the end of it. Yeah, I'm listening to him. Unless he's a copologist, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> a copologist. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, because he said that his dad was a a, a climologist for the government and said, yo, he could freeze to death. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I would have been, dude, it would have been no question. I would have been like, all right, yeah, don't I'm stay behind. You. I'm telling you. She OG Bobby Johnson stayed behind. He yeah, was like, Bobby Johnson wasn't no idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like, the nah. police, no way. Like, hell no, man. I'm staying in here, man. Mm-hmm. He, he said, what? All right. You know what I'm saying? We're going we gonna to rock it out. But yeah. so obviously the movie got to throw you some turns. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, so one of the turns was when that huge when that huge tidal wave was coming through, right? Yeah. Um, there was this uh French lady and her daughter was uh, stuck in this cab, and so Laura sees them, and so Laura goes back to go uh help them help the cop get them out the car. So. The lady ended up, so they get him out of the car and the lady left her purse. So Laura goes back to get a purse, gets the purse, comes out, and she scrapes her leg on like a uh, like a tag. Mm-hmm. From like in front of a tag. She thought it was nothing. So anyway, fast forward. So now they, they sitting there and like she has this fever. So this uh, lady pulls out a book, start reading the book. Like, do she have this? What kind of symptoms she got? And then uh, the old girl remembered when uh, when Laura said that she had a cut on her leg, but it ain't nothing. Check out the cut on the leg; it's infected, and they need uh, some some penicillin. And so, man, out of all the times for you to need medicine, yeah, That's the time you, and then that just happened to be the ship that <laughs> 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 just shows up. <laughs> they're like, "Yo, there's got to be some medicine on that ship." Mm-hmm. So they go to the ship, and it's like everything cool, right? Nah, the pack of wolves that done broke out the damn zoo. In the <laughs> damn mo- ship. These motherfuckers been climbing to the ship to come get them. And so then, of course, you know what I'm saying? Somebody got to get bit. So JD's the one to get bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the all but the all time part though, I love this part. And it still got it's still I watched it yesterday and it still got me yesterday. So they look, they find the medicine cabinet, right? And mm-hmm. so they look into the medicine cabinet. It was like everything's in German. And so then Brian says, "Yo, I found it." He said, "How do you know?" He said, "Uh, says penicillin on the bottle." <laughs> 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 I, I thought that shit was so fucking funny, but it still gave me. 
But um, so then you know what I'm saying? The, the dogs catch him, and then so what's my man name? Uh, uh, Sam. Sam is like, yo, I'm gonna go lure the dog, the wolves out. And y'all get the food and the medicine, all the type of shit. So he lured the dog, the, the the wolves out, lock them up into this room, and then on their way back, that's when the air from the trophy spear, you know what I'm saying, started coming down, <laughs> started coming down. Because the, the the one thing is like it does, it does educate you a little bit because it's like I remember in science class where they says basically. The, the largest differences between a hurricane and a tornado, tornadoes form on land mm-hmm. and hurricanes form over water. Yeah. And in this case, the three superstorms was hurricanes, but it was forming on land. And mm-hmm. that's why the air for the chauffeur spill was coming down because I think that when it goes into the, I think when it forms over water, I guess it just don't get that cold that fast but yeah. i guess when it forms over land it messes up the balance and it makes it to where the degrees drop 10 10 degrees per second or some shit like that mm-hmm. so i don't know it, it, i thought it was educational as well yeah it was very educational like and then it's you know what I'm saying it, it made you curious to kind of get a little bit more into the weather, kind of pay attention and find out, you know what I'm saying, why certain stuff the way it is, and, you know what I'm saying, that kind of stuff. Like, I know it definitely had me looking up, um, had me looking up tidal waves for at least a good two, three weeks. <laughs> real, for real. Especially because, remember, it was like a typhoon that happened in, like, Thailand or something like that. Like Yeah, I, I remember that. And Katrina and all that. I was like, yeah, let me check these tidal waves out, see what this is really about. Yeah, it did. Like, it, what it also does is like I remember when um, when Katrina happened. I mean, I didn't know this until a couple well, that, of years well, that after. That happened afterwards, right? That happened in what two thousand five. I think it was two thousand five. Yeah, I believe Katrina was two thousand five. <clears throat> but I mean, this is one of those movies that if you you know what I'm saying when you seen it, you was like, oh shit, this could be it. Because I remember uh, Uncle Washington was telling me. He said what made Katrina, what a lot of people don't realize, what made Katrina so bad was, he said, it was the dams. Mm-hmm. And he said that this is the problem. He was like, out of the whole United States, there are only like two or three dam inspectors. Right. And he said that the hugest problem was the dam was outdated. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't up the standards and that's why it broke and that's why all the water went through New Orleans the way that it did. Yeah. And, he's, and I was like, well that's kind of dumb. I was like, it makes more sense to have at least 48 to at least to have one in every state that touches, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like maybe yeah. we don't need 50, but you know what I'm saying, we at least probably need 48 of them assign one person to each state to examine these dams so this type of shit don't happen, you know, anywhere or whatnot. But, um, but like I mean, this type of situation, this movie, it wouldn't matter. Like the, the dam is done; it don't matter. Man, they could have had, just... they could have had a super beaver build that motherfucker. Wouldn't have made no difference, bro. Yeah, that would have made. I was just, you just brought up Katrina, and mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, that's one thing that I've learned 
like about why Katrina was so bad, and it was the fact that the dam was outdated and like it wasn't up to standards. Yeah, but um, but yeah, this movie it wouldn't have made it wouldn't have made no difference. It wouldn't have Man, made I, but this I don't is, think anything would have helped in this movie, bro. It just seemed like whatever could go wrong went wrong at the right time. Exactly. My thing is how much, if you had to estimate, what's your number? Of what we saw happen in Los Angeles and mm-hmm. what we saw happen in New York. Let's just take those two cities by themselves. Yeah. How much damage? What's the cost you think to get that shit back in order, man? Oh, because easily, easily a billion per city. Easily. Dude, I think it's more than a billion. I mean, because you gotta think about it. They gotta let's take New York. Mm-hmm. Dude, first and foremost, there was ships just all over the place. Mm-hmm. So those bitches got to be moved. It's gonna cost money to get those moved. There's cars Bro, all over the place. Move, <laughs> how do you move a fucking cruise ship off the Empire State? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm that saying. is like, that is a question that needs answers. Yo, it was it was it was so much damage. And think about the water damage. Think about the subways. Cause remember when uh, when OG Bobby Johnson was uh was sitting in front of that building and he started seeing all that water come out of that thing. It's like, dude, all of the subways flooded. Mm-hmm. So you also got to think about that. The subway system is totally destroyed. They got to redo all of that. Like the the damage cost is. Oh man, like see, I be thinking about dumb shit like that now when I'm older. Like I didn't think about that when I first saw it when I was. Oh yeah, you definitely you know, thinking about that now because now you know how much it costs. And, you know what I'm saying? Think about all your tax money. Taxes about to be high as hell. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> taxes about to be to the roof. Dude, man, I can't imagine if uh something like that happened now in the taxes that's gonna be coming out of our damn checks, man. Man, that's it. But I can't imagine, dude. You can't even move nowhere because it's gonna be everywhere, dude. Just, just, uh, just imagine, dude. Just imagine, man. I can't. It's nuts, man. Can you? Uh, but uh, but what you got on that though, man? Man, that the the question that you asked really um that was very very thoughtful. You know what I'm saying? To go and. Think about just the damage that was in L.A. and, you know what I'm saying, in New York. I mean, like, you got to think about it, too. Like, with L.A., you know what I'm saying, they had earthquakes in there, too. So there's certain shit you can't even get back. You know what I'm saying? Some shit is now, like, I don't know, you got to call that, like, California Island or Little California or something. Like, there's some shit you just can't even replace at that point. You know what I'm saying? Once them fault lines and everything get hit, it's like, it's an L regardless. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's crazy to even, you know what I'm saying, think about. Um, what I would have been interested in, though, for real, for real, was them focusing more, like, in the, in the, you know what I'm saying, like, in the Midwest, you know what I'm saying, and then, and then the South, like, to see those those areas and how that affect them because you kind of know what's going to happen on the coast, right? You know what I'm saying? You kind of know, like, you know what I'm saying, there's going to be a bunch of floods, hurricanes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it kind of shook shook me up with the fro- uh, frozen sea that was in uh, New York, but you know what I'm saying? You kind of know, like, that's what's kind of going to happen, but you don't really know what's going to happen, like, in the Midwest. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it going to be, like, a, a, 
a flock of hurricanes. I mean, not hurricanes, like a flock of tornadoes everywhere. Is it going to be some earthquakes? You know what I'm saying? Are we going to have, like, crazy weather here and there? Like, you you never know. Because, like, in the Midwest, it's already like that now. Like, one one day you wake up at 70. The next day you wake up at 20 degrees. So, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to see a little bit more from, you know what I'm saying, those Midwestern states. I see what you're saying, but I think what also made it interesting was the fact of the tornadoes in Los Angeles because they don't get tornadoes. Exactly. So yeah. I think that what the movie was trying to show us was like, this is the place that don't get this extreme weather. All they really get is, hur- not hurricanes, but uh, earthquakes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's something else that we didn't get. Now we got that in... 2012, and we got that in San Andreas. You ever seen San Andreas? Yeah, with The Rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so funny, man. Nothing, man. It's, you know what I'm saying? This nigga saved the, the... He saved California with a helicopter, man. <laughs> the thing this nigga can do with vehicles is amazing. Hey, man. <laughs> first, first, he saved the world with a, uh, with a Hummer in Fast and Furious. Now he saved California with a helicopter. Oh man, but but the thing about San Andreas though, man, was the fact of like they say that like, you know, California can get one of those yeah. earthquakes where it breaks, where it breaks that shit off like that. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? Like, like, like that's that's something else that some scientists predict that's gonna happen at some point. Like they say, yeah. Florida. They say Miami is gonna be underwater in like. Thirty years or something yeah, like that. Because of the um, the, the global, the, sea, the level is rising. The sea level is rising too. You know what I'm saying? With the with the um, and the ice caps freezing. Yeah, the ice caps were melting. Well, melting. Damn, my yeah, bad. Yeah, they actually. You know what I'm saying? So since they melting, you know, what I'm saying that water level is rising up. So, I mean, I don't know, man. You know, you, you kind of don't know what to believe. You kind of just gotta put your, you know, trust in it. And. For me, I I kind of you know see what the uh, you see what the um, the evidence is. You know, so like you said earlier, you know you got skinny polar bears. You know what I'm saying? You ain't seen a skinny polar bear since you went and got an icy at the movie. So <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's that it's that type of you know what I mean? So. But yeah, this this man. Man is dope though, man. I'm not fooled with you, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like we didn't get into the love story thing, man. I mean, you know, Sam really joined the team because of Laura and all mm-hmm. of that shit. But like, you know, and then it's just really, man. It's just a a a, a loving father, man, going going yeah. to get his son. Like that's really what this movie is. It's it's about, you know, but also they throw the government under the bus. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He tried to tell the vice president a couple of times. He didn't want to listen. And, you know, and then he ended up taking accountability because the president, the real president died. Uh, helicopter, helicopter went down and then he became president. And then he want to apologize and take blame and all this type shit. Now, after he could have saved thousands of lives. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, like I also thought that that was dope because I think what, um, what Emirates was trying to show, what Emirates was trying to show us was like, yo, like the government, these motherfuckers, like, like, like now, like there's some people, like 
I ain't trying to make this into this type of podcast, but most Republicans don't think global warming is a real thing. Well, I mean, hey, you know what I'm saying? Just like in the just like in the movie, they'd be the first to find out. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you you can't make you can't make nobody believe nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like they say, seeing is believing. So sometimes you just gotta, you know, let them take that ill. I mean, if it happens to be the the state of New York freezing over from Oh, like we lost scoops. But um but yeah, man, like it's it's one of those things where they, they also they, they throw the government under under well, I don't know, I'm not gonna say necessarily threw him, you know what I'm saying, under the bus, but he did put some accountability out there of like, yo, if we don't start taking the necessary causes that we need to start making to prevent something like this from happening. Because, like, I understand what the vice president was saying in one scene. What the vice president was like, we, because he asked, he asked Sam, not Sam, Sam is the son. He asked Jack, like, what should we do? He was like, back, he drew a line, he had a, a, a map of the United States and drew a line that said, we need to evacuate everybody south of this line. And he was like, yo, I don't want to abandon half of the country. And he was like, why should we take Hall's word on what he's doing? He was like, because he said he was wrong before. And what if he's wrong this time? And so then his partner, well, not his partner, but this guy that Jack worked for. Oh, man, I can't remember what my dude's name was. Oh, man, what was his name? I forgot what his name was. But anyway, he was like, why should we, uh, he said, before you start questioning his motives, he was like, his son is in Manhattan. And so he was, and then the, the president was like, yo, because it was like the president, the vice president, this general, all of these like important people are all sitting in this room. And so he's like, he's like, yo, you know, in, in battle, he's like, you got to make these tough decisions. Like sometimes you got to make these risky decisions. And so then the president was like, all right, we're going to evacuate everybody south of this line. We're going to go with Hall's plan <clears throat> and all of this stuff. So it's just it's just one of it's just one of those things where I think that Emmer em, em is, is he's trying to paint a picture. And like I say, he's done these type films before. He did it with 2012. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He did it with White House Down. Like he's one of those, he's one of those directors who is um, I, I think oh, what would you call it? Because there there's other directors that are out there. I mean, like Ron Howard is doing this whole thing, like with the with the Da Vinci Code thing. Oh yeah, I mean, you, could, you could call him a visionary for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Visionary yeah, man for sure. And he yeah, he, and he's making these films to you know, to get people to see, like, yo, there's an issue here, and, like, if the mm-hmm. only way I can get y'all to get down with it is to show you through my art, then this is what I gotta do. Right. Yeah, yeah man, I, man, I lost the signal real quick, but, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm uh, ready for the fire flames, man. You good? Man, let's do it. Alright, cool. Yoga, fire! Yoga, flame. All right, man, it's fire flame time. 
Um, did, are you going first or am I going first? Well, you got it, man. I, I did it the last time. Okay, okay. Well, um, I'm it's it's easy, man. Three point five, three point five. Uh, for me, it's the graphics. The storyline wasn't as good as it could have been, but um, you know, what I'm saying the graphics made up for it with everything that kind of happened. Every a lot of it was unexpected, and then on top of that, you know, what I'm saying it had a great cast with some great actors in it. So, I'm gonna give it a three point five. Okay, I ain't mad at it. Um. I feel you. I feel you on the storyline, but I feel like that's what all movies do. There's always like this love story in there. Um, there's always, you know, people sacrificing themselves. Uh, it's just, it's just like I guess I've never been in that type of situation where people, because it's like a movie. People are always quick to kill themselves. Like Frank had to kill himself because he went through that building when when he dropped in the mall and he had to sacrifice himself. His ex wife <laughs> sacrificed herself. So it was just like, I don't know. But I'm kind of with you, man. As much as I like this movie and the graphics were great, man. Ah, man, I'm, I'm right where you at, man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm dancing around that 3.5, man. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, is it, you know what I'm saying? It's more it's more like a 3.8 because I just love like these type of disaster movies because I love the, the, the visuals yeah. of it. And like I said earlier, it's like eye candy. But um but I mean really, I mean you know, I look at the cast. I mean, so there's, there's, you know what I'm saying, three, three and three noticeables and a possible. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it wasn't, it wasn't that many people in it, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm a roll with a three point five like you, man. Okay, okay, man. That sound like a good one, man. So on um, this next one that we got is, uh, well, we can't really even talk about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't even out yet. Yeah, it ain't out yet, man. It's a, uh, it's one that's gonna be dropping um, soon. Mm-hmm. I think brand spanking new, brand spanking new, man. We got we got something coming for y'all that's gonna be uh, ah oh, man, it's gonna be devilish, man. It's gonna be Word. devilish. You know yeah, it's gonna I, be. Uh, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for it, dude. Listen, I'm excited for it, man. It was supposed to come out like last year. Yeah. And it got pushed back because of COVID. You know what I'm saying? So there's it's a lot of that. Um I mean for me it's <clears throat> it's four noticeable that that got pushed back that's that, um that's coming out this year. So um so yeah, man, definitely. I'm I'm definitely ready for this one, man. So this this is gonna be a dope pod. This is gonna be a, a reenact a reactionary pod. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, man. Uh, can't wait for it to come out. I know you' super excited about this one. It's right up your alley, so. Oh yeah, for sure. This next part gonna be uh very very fun to do. Um, but yeah, man, y'all can follow me at Scoots Bonson. You can follow me on Instagram at Scoots Bonson underscore TV. You can also follow me on YouTube uh, at Scoots Bonson TV. Make sure you follow View and Nine Pod on Instagram. And check out that VA Pod Watch group on Facebook. Yes, sir. <clears throat> yes, sir. You can check me out at uh, S. Foster Eight on Instagram and Twitter. <clears throat> um, Stolen Time Pod on Instagram. Stolen Time Podcast on Facebook. Two new, brand new um, podcasts, man, that came out on the Twenty Eight Minutes or Less. You know what I'm saying? I broke down um, 
the last series or well, the last season of Shameless. So if you're into that show, go check that out. All major platforms. Also, me and Scoops collaborated on the Stolen Time podcast, man, where we got into uh got into the NBA playoffs, man, and had a couple of laughs in between. So uh, go check out the Stolen Time podcast. I would prefer you to go to Spotify if you want to check that out. Spotify, Google Play, uh, uh, iHeartRadio, you know, whatever, uh, Anchor, mm-hmm. if you want to go that route. So uh, just go check out those pods, man, because we, we, we giving you the content, man. For sure, man, for sure. And, um, yeah, man, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for listening. Like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut.